It's Friday. What a week it has been from Alabama during this last debate. We've got a special treat for you today. We are going to preview a new movie that has just come out from the Seculos. Logan Seculo, the executive producer, along with his co-producer, executive producer, Sean Hannity. New movie out called Jingle Smell. Sit back, relax. You're going to love this conversation. All right, it's Friday. We're going to send you into the weekend after a very long and very political week with a holiday movie co-executive produced by Sean Hannity and Logan Sekulow. Now, you'll know Logan from his dad, Jay Sekulow, and the work that those guys do at the ACLJ, the uh, uh, American Center for Law and Justice, all the great work that they do. But they've gotten into entertainment, and this is an amazing movie that they put together. I want to bring in Logan to explain what this movie is and how you can watch it. Logan, good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Sean. Always just awesome to really be a part of this show. And also just thank you for your friendship over the years. I appreciate it. Well, you know, it goes both ways. You guys uh, at uh, at ACLJ have always been supportive of me and my projects. And um, so I, I want to get to, I, I, there's so many areas that I want to go down um, because I, I think of you guys as, as top-notch lawyers. Um, and I'll get to the end of the movie first because I thought the funniest part about this is I'm watching the end of the movie and I'm like, that looks like Jay Sekulow playing drums. <laughs> and then I, and then the credits roll. And I'm like, it was Jay Sekulow playing drums. Absolutely. But um, and that obviously gives nothing away. But let's just start at the beginning. Like, tell me why why did you want to make a movie and why did you make a movie that is what this I mean about sure. the holidays and yeah, absolutely. You know, the origins of me making movies, I've been in this part of the industry for quite a while. I've worked in the entertainment industry for majority of my life. I went to film school. I'm, that, that's my background. So where my brother and my dad are the top-notch legal guys, I've always been the guy running the media side of everything. So for years, we've, we've kind of toyed with, we've done a lot of documentaries, but we've toyed with the idea of really getting involved in feature films because I do believe that, you know, narrative fiction, whether that's television or movies or even stuff that's available online now, is really uh, key to changing culture and to changing minds. It's not just about reporting the news always, though your show is great and our shows and broadcasts are awesome. Sometimes you have to take a next step to do that. And we thought, what would be a really interesting step as part of the ACLJ what could we produce? Would it be a, like you said, a, a high-end drama or would it be some sort of action hero movie? And we decided to kind of take a left turn and to tell a story, or a right turn, if you will, uh, to tell a story that was uniquely American, but also really a, a category of film that is specifically very American, which is Christmas movies. Yeah. And I've been a Christmas movie fan forever. And, uh, you know, more recently, they've certainly gone more that like rom-commy way. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's some great stuff that gets put out. But we decided to kind of throw it back a little bit and give you a big Christmas comedy. And much like a lot of those movies, we always say the wrapping is of, of the present, if you will, is this big, silly Christmas comedy called Jingle Smells. But when you unwrap it, inside of it is a story of, with a lot of heart. Uh, that touches on a lot of topics that are important to your listeners and your viewers and ours as well, whether that's cancel culture, whether that's supporting our troops and sort of the PTSD that happened, or um, even the Afghanistan withdrawals brought up. There's a lot of heavy topics that get brought up. Yeah, in this, I mean, and, and, know, and that was the thing that was so weird at the end. I, I don't know if I missed it, but it's like, you know, 
obviously the main character there, he you know he's he's a combat vet, but then John Schneider's character at the end, they reference the fact that he's a, a combat vet from Afghanistan. That, that point was Sean Hannity. All right, folks, you guys have heard me talk about my friend Leo Grillo from Delta Rescue. Leo was actually on a road trip and came across a Doberman that needed help. It was underweight and clearly in need of help. And of course, that's what Leo does is he helps rescue animals in need. He named the dog Delta right? Which is kind of interesting because it actually stands for dedication and everlasting love to animals, which is what Leo's mission has been all about. If you go to deltarescue.org, you see all the great work that they're doing, the videos, etc. But I've told you before, Delta Rescue relies entirely on the contributions of people like me and you that are animal lovers that appreciate the mission of Delta Rescue to be the largest care for no-kill animal sanctuary in the world. But there's more. Instead of just making that one-time contribution, if you contact Delta Rescue, go to deltarescue.org, you can find out about their estate planning kits that they can send to you that will help you put Delta Rescue as part of your future estate planning to help make this an enduring mission. So please visit deltarescue.org and check out that estate planning kit that they have there on the website. To talk to us about the message of the movie, which is you, because yeah. it's funny, the title, I was like, okay, what am I about to watch? It's called Jingle Smells. <laughs> and I and and once that was finally revealed, and I don't, I'll, I'll let you explain sure. it. It's okay, yeah. But I was like, I don't know what I'm getting into. And then I kind of thought, okay, this is kind of cute. Like, I get why you named it, it, what it, you know what I mean? But <laughs> Look, I, it's, I it's thought a, there was going to be a much run. more like odorous <laughs> theme to it yeah. than there was. It just had to do with the characters sort of, I wouldn't even call it his profession, his uh, assignment. His, his, yes, his sort of alter ego, if you will. Uh, it's an insult that gets thrown at him because we we say that you know they're a group of, of of you know sanitation workers, garbage men, as we say in the movie. Uh, and in throughout that movie, there's obviously a lot of references because it is like picking up the garbage and all that of smells and stinks and that kind of stuff. The stuff that goes with being in that profession. However, there is a moment in the movie where an insult is thrown by a couple, you know, mean girls gets thrown at him. I'm okay right. with spoiling that's all right. And they call him Jingle Smells because he's wearing a Santa hat. And at that moment, uh, not only does that become his like Robin Hood kind of alter ego, uh, it becomes sort of he becomes sort of a Santa Claus kind of figure because, like you said, the story does uh, involve really. There's kind of two stories happening at once. There is a Hollywood celebrity who gets canceled uh, for his conservative, you know, Christian points of view. A very look. It seems far fetched and very satire, but we've seen it happen so many times. Yeah. It's gotten pretty close to like we're not that far from the truth here, guys. When we when we do this part. And with that, all the toys get pulled off the shelf because he's the big action hero. So all your, your your major retailers pull these toys, and what happens to those toys? And this is they're assigned to be destroyed by these uh, garbage men, if you will. And at that moment, of course, they have a bit of a change of heart after some time, and they start delivering these toys. And then you know it's kind of becomes an adventure. It's a really fun movie. I'm really proud of it. I, uh, it was written by uh, myself and, and one of our writers here, the ACLJ, Bart Scott, who does incredible work. And then also uh, it was directed by Daniel Lusco. Our cast is though phenomenal. That's mainly what I, I I love about this is we're able to put together a cast of people who I think are your audience and and really anyone who who loves television and film over the last 30 years will watch and go, oh, that's that's that person. That's John Schneider from the Duke's Right, Hazard. right. And I want to get to the cast in a second, but but okay, sorry. I, I want to take care of the logistics because I yes. forget. So let's just take care of that first. Where can people see it? Sure. It is available right now. The easiest thing to do is just go to jingle smells 
dot movie. That's the domain. A lot of people aren't used to the dot movie yet, but not dot com dot movie. And that's going to take you to a page. You can order it right now on Rumble. We're actually the first feature film, a non-documentary to be available on the Rumble uh, paid platform where you can purchase the movie, watch it as many times as you want. Uh, and it's it's really easy and simple. Even if you've never used Rumble, the easiest way to do it is just you buy it on the website, you download the app and you can watch it there. We even put a step-by-step guide on how to do that uh, on our website and on our Rumble channel. But we partnered with Rumble. Uh, we thought it'd be cool to to do something different, you know, and, and not that it won't appear later on somewhere else, but they're our premier platform and they were really excited and, and it's been fun to work with them. They're obviously, it's about cancel culture and they're the free speech platform. So it was pretty cool. Let me just say for the outset that if you, if you go download it, I watched it. It's, it's wholesome. There's no bad words. Nope. There's great themes. Uh, and I, and I, that's what I thought was kind of cool about this is that there are things that you see sometimes you want to have with your family. No one will be offended by this. In fact, that's kind of the the sort of the pun of it to your point about the the theme. But I, I love the idea that I felt like, okay, I could sit here and watch it with my family. I could have my kids in the room. They would enjoy it. You know, my, my mom would like it. Like there's no one that's going to be offended by it. Then the cast was great. Let me go back to, to sort of the, the genesis of it. You and Sean Hannity are the executive producers. Yes. He st- he's at the beginning of the movie and at the end, uh, he makes a cameo appearance. But walk me through what Sean Hannity's role is as the executive sure. producer. Yeah, Sean and I are both executive producers in this. When we were developing the movie, uh, you know, obviously I was talking to a lot of friends and Sean has dipped his toe in making movies before, uh, but not at this level. And when we decided to look for partners and who we could work with, who really could help get the word out about something like this, uh, I talked to Sean and, and I showed him the story, kind of laid it out for him. And he really connected with it. And I wasn't expecting him to be like fully on board. I wasn't even sure if he would make the, the exit sort of the cameo appearances. He, he's in the film a few times, three times throughout the movie, he makes an appearance as Sean Hannity. Uh, and he got really on board and really excited about it. And that was very cool for me. Obviously, as someone with, with, with such a massive platform, it was awesome to, to work with him and to just uh, you still be working with him. We're doing a lot together on the release. So we'll, we've done some uh, special presentations on his radio shows and and he's been talking about it a lot. Is I think what he sees is what a lot of us see, which is there is a, a audience that is hungry for content that is not only, like you said, sure, it's it's wholesome. You can sit around and watch it with your family, but it also does have a message and it does yeah. have, you know, we, we say it's free of a Hollywood agenda. It doesn't mean it's not free of the messages we want out there. Not the, We want the messages that are getting in front of the faces of your family and say, this is what happening. Sure, it's done in a creative, funny way. It's not necessarily taking itself all that seriously, but it is definitely there. And I think that's what Sean connected with. It's honestly what uh, the the very, very origin of the story is uh, I had a trash bag in the kitchen. I threw it over my shoulder and went, ho, ho, ho. My kids laughed. And when that happened, I was like, that's sort of like the light bulb moment of going, well, this is kind of funny. And and then I called my buddy, Bart, who's a writer. And I said, let's kind of ping pong this. And then over the course of time, it got more and more serious. And, and so much so that, like you said, there's the moment where we talk about, uh, there's one pretty heavy moment about the Afghanistan withdrawal. And it happens, you know, pretty, you know, towards the end of the film. But that was a, a later addition because that had happened since we wrote the first draft. And we decided we could plant it in a reality that everyone remembers. Right. And everyone could get to very quickly. And even people who are 
kids, like say you're a 13 year old, you probably remember two years ago uh, when this all happened. Well, you could plant yourself in a reality that exists. Even if this movie is fun and it's whimsical and it's got all those elements, it's got a lot of wacky characters, uh, which is my favorite thing in these kind of comedies is to be able to uh, you know, write a one-off character as one scene that just kind of can steal the show. And it all weaves together really nicely. And I'm, I'm very excited for people to see it. Thousands have already watched it. We, we launched it on Thanksgiving day and it's just growing. And look, you could say no one gets offended. I would say that 99% of the people don't get offended. And the 1% of the people that are getting offended and, 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 you know, writing their articles on it or podcasting about it, I'm thrilled. They're the ones that I want to be offended and angry about right. it. And then they and, and trust me, like I get no better joy than some of those comments. Cause it's like, you're exactly the reason we made this movie. <laughs> Well, it's funny. I talked to the Sound of Freedom guys when that movie came out and they were saying they embraced the criticism because yeah. that's what fueled the interest and the excitement, et cetera. And so I, I, I think that strategy is brilliant. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Although I will say I, I, I'm really having a hard time seeing what the offensive part is. Yeah. Um, I think that's my really, name on it and Sean Hannity's name that's on it. I true. Think that's true. Okay, that's there you it. go. That's, I think that's probably it. <laughs> so it's funny. I did this cameo appearance in uh, Zack Schneider's movie called The Army of the Dead. Oh sure, uh, yeah. You you probably are. I mean, you're a movie buff, but yeah, that's uh, that's it, in my it, alley. Yeah, that the, this comes out, and all of a sudden, people were so offended, and I think it's like a 10 second cameo appearance, yeah. and and like Hollywood Reporter and and Variety are writing great Zack Schneider movie continues. However, it was a complete miss to have Sean Spicer show up in the movie, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, you guys literally, I said five lines in a thing that was supposed to be funny, me playing me. Right. And you, they get so triggered over the littlest things. Oh, it's so funny. It, it, it makes me laugh. It's what I knew was going to come from the, making this movie. What I'm glad is that the people who actually purchased the movie and watched it, the vast majority of them seem to love it. And I'm, I'm very yeah. excited about that. I see the reviews and the comments that come in and they're very touching and, and they are hitting exactly where I want to. And then the handful, and they are a handful, but they're a loud handful as they always are, who are the ones who, I, they've never watched the movie. They read a press release. Maybe they saw the trailer and they saw... Uh, you know, names that have become more synonymous with the conservative world, whether that's John Schneider or right. Jim Brewer and Victoria Jackson from SNL. Uh, and, and we decided to do that too in the cast is to, to bring people together that one, you're used to seeing. So you have a John or you have, right. we've got a couple of pro wrestlers in it. We've got a great yeah. group, um, but also people who, uh, you know, you can watch this movie and I can't speak for all of the cast and I can't speak for every crew member. What I can tell you is people who wrote it, the people that produced it, uh, they don't hate you. And right. I think that that's, that's enough should be kind like of a little bit enough. We actually don't hate you. And even look, Victoria Jackson plays a, uh, you know, hardcore screaming liberal character, which is pretty funny. Uh, even, you know, no spoiler, little spoiler. We try to redeem everyone in this movie. and give them I the was going to say, message. I'm not going to spoil the end for you, yeah. but uh, all right, folks, I want to tell you about a doctor out of Texas that is, got no ties to Big Pharma whatsoever, and he is sharing a breakthrough medical discovery. He has created a series of all-natural products that will help boost your health in a variety of ways, including strengthening your bones, easing joint discomfort, minimizing wrinkles, and improving digestion, all by working in harmony with nature and your body's God-given resilience. There are no chemical or weird additives in any of these products, just proven ingredients that actually get results. All users are reporting significant improvements in just a few weeks. Every order is backed by a 365-day money-back guarantee. So you can get products like this magnesium, collagen. There's a whole series of them if you go to getnativepath.com slash Spicer, and you can claim up to a 45% discount with my code, getnativepath.com. 
creativepath.com slash Spicer. Like I said, a whole series of these all natural medical products. Don't miss out on this opportunity. If you're ready to embrace a healthier, more vibrant you, that you want stronger bones, you want more mobility, especially as you start to get older, I know what that feels like. So again, head to getnativepath.com slash Spicer and get access to a variety of these really healthy, healthy products. So, so walk me through, movies have got to cost a ton of money. And I, I mean, I think the production value in this was really cool. You guys have some, uh, a, a media uh, team that's kind of, you know, constant throughout the film that's yeah. kind of giving updates and and, and playing mm-hmm. this recurring theme. Uh, obviously, it takes, there's a warehouse scene where the the toys are. I mean, my point is, is that this, this had to cost some serious money. Yeah. How did you guys finance it? Yeah, it, you know, you'd be surprised. I, I'd say that this movie cost. I, mean, I don't want to reveal you know, every specific Ball dollar part. amount, but what what I'll tell you is this: is that I think there's a lot of waste in Hollywood, okay. and I think that uh, we're able to produce it. Look, I can give a, a, a credit to our uh, producer and director uh, Daniel Lusco, who who had that who headed that part up. Um, they did a really great job. We shot it in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Look, we also shot. Oh, so it- is that why? Just out of curiosity, I wondered yeah. why. The the news station say New Mexico yeah. yes so that was just a little bit of a a, a nod to At them him. and uh, we did shoot it in New Me- most of it is New Mexico that oddly the news sequence shot on this set right here uh, but the, the 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 other than that that was in New Mexico and look you, what you had also was a crew who was ready to work you had facilities were ready to work and I don't know if you knew this Sean uh, there was a big strike that happened uh, oh yeah a lot, I heard about were, it. a lot of them were out of work and we were able to kind of work around that as much as possible. Being not part of a major studio, we were able to work around a lot of those those restrictions and rules. And I do think when I see a, a movie like, a, a, the, the one that pops in my head is like Indiana Jones, the last Indiana Jones, the movie made like $350 million at the box office and lost money. And I go, well, maybe that's a problem. Maybe that's something that's a problem right now in movie right. making, which is how about it shouldn't cost 350 million. Like that shouldn't be a thing. You shouldn't be able to make $350 million at the box office and lose money. There's so a lot I'm, of- I'm, I'm guessing that the craft services on the secular movie set is, are not spectacular. This is hey, more of hey. like, <laughs> here's some, some water and uh, some snacks. No, no, we provided, there was a great craft service person uh, uh, on set in New Mexico the whole time. We, it was a top-notch production. But look, but they are made, uh, we did make this for a, a relatively low budget. And the goal is for this, because knowing we were going to partner with someone like Rumble, do this completely independently, uh, our hope is to do more. Our hope is that this is just but, but, the beginning. But do, I, I, I don't want to get off topic here, but do you, will this movie actually make money? I, th- I mean, look, I, I, I believe so. I believe we are yeah. well on track to make money. Uh, I believe, you know, we've been saying we hope to be the number one new Christmas movie of the year. Now, you're never going to beat, uh, you know, Christmas Vacation and Home Alone and Elf. Those things every year seem to make you know, billions of dollars. That seems like every year. But in terms of new Christ- Christmas movies that are going co- to retail, uh, there's not all that many. And we really so hope you, that we can, can I do just that. Can I just settle something real quick because you brought it up and, and it, it touched yeah. a nerve? Uh, I believe there are two things. There are Christmas movies and there are Christmas time movies. Okay. Uh-huh. Home Alone <laughs> is not a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas okay. time movie. <laughs> I actually think Jingle Smells is a Christmas movie, right? It talks about Christmas. So yeah. I'll give you, but, but I mean, since you went there, do you see the difference that I'm trying to illustrate here? Because there Dude. is a difference. You can have a Christmas time movie, not necessarily be a Christmas yeah. movie. I think you're right. Uh, Thank you. I think there are some Christmas movies that can go <laughs> at any time of year. I, I Die Hard? Help, yes. Our, uh, Die Hard, uh, look, until people even started that conversation, I didn't even ever consider it a Christmas. That's I never right. It's not. It. 
It I has never, nothing it, to do with Christmas. It, it never I crossed that. my mind. I, it never crossed the, my mind. You're a movie guy, yeah. so I appreciate you acknowledging yeah. the reality of this. And I think that people are trying to jam things into Christmas <laughs> that are Christmas time movies, and they should yeah. just accept that. It's it's sort of like my rule that you don't put up decorations until after Thanksgiving as a yeah. sign of respect to Thanksgiving. Yeah, just, I think I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay yeah. with that. Look, and I think you're right. This movie is a Christmas movie. Uh, you can watch it over the next six weeks or so and probably really enjoy it. Look, you can watch it summertime, whenever you're going to like it. But what I, it is a bit of a throwback. Uh, and we did that intentionally to those movies in the eighties and nineties that a lot of us grew up with because it's not a rom-com Christmas movie. Sure. There is a little bit of a romance story, but it's sort of the C story. Right. The main focus is not that it's kind of a dude, funny Christmas movie, it feels more similar to those when we grew up with, even the visual, which I have to give a shout out to our DP, Isaac, who really captured a visual of kind of that little bit grittier Christmas movie. And we have that vibe. It doesn't have that Hallmark you know, glow about it. It's a bit different. And it, and it, so, and, and how, how much of this is you, right? So I've been to your office. I've been to ACLJ, yeah. like you're a big toy guy. Uh, yes. And a collector, and and <laughs> you're so I I noticed. I mean, the, the theme of the th- uh, of the of the movie, as you said, is there's these toys that are about yeah. to be discarded in a landfill because the main character has been canceled, right. and and the main character of the movie realizes that he can spread Christmas joy by giving these collectible toys to to needy children. Right. How much of that was Logan Seculo's child coming out to play? <laughs> A lot, a lot. I, you know, as as one of the co-writers, and, and and really, I think I probably I more wrote the story than I wrote the every line of dialogue. But I will say that uh, me and the other co-writer are the big collectors here, and we decided to to really, especially this time, we wrote it was in 2021, sort of in, in sort of towards the mid of middle of COVID and everything. We were able to what was happening right then is there was really a big collectibles boom because everyone was at home just buying up their childhood. So a lot of it had that <laughs> element too as well as the news stories that were happening. You saw it come after Chris Pratt. You saw it with Gina Carano, where that was legitimately happening. The toys are being pulled from the shelves. Uh, So all this stuff is based in some sense of reality. But even who we got to play that character, that Hollywood movie star, James Storm, who's a professional wrestler and a great actor as well, he... uh, you know, I have action figures of him already. So to be able to work with, I think I, I got the guy who made the physical toys. Cause again, you're right. That's sort of me. And that's who I could, that's the world I run in. So I was able to jump on a few Facebook groups that I'm in and be like, Hey, who makes some custom toys? And all of a sudden this guy's making, you know, movie props. And it was, it was really neat. And those movie props are still in my office. Like you said, they're up on the shelves uh, and no one can take. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're a watcher of the show, you know about my friends at Bishop Gold Group. They are who I trust with my financial planning to help me make sure that I'm ready for the future with everything that's going on in this Biden economy. You know, the Bishop Gold Group, America's premier precious metals company can help you. So if you, whether you've got an IRA or an old 401k that you're looking to roll over, if you're looking to invest for the first time ever, Bishop Gold Group has the people ready to help you do that. Longtime investor, first time investor, they can help store the gold and the other precious metals for you. They can send it to you. It's such a great way to diversify your investments in this ever-changing world that we live in right now. And again, these guys have been in business a long time. I love talking to them. They are knowledgeable. They're full of integrity and they know the business well. Um, So please reach out to them at 844-984-1616 or go to bishopgoldgroup.com slash Sean 
bishopgoldgroup.com slash Sean for a special promotion to start your journey towards prosperity with precious metals. Bishop Gold Group are the people I trust. I've known them for a while. I've talked to them about my planning needs, my investment needs, bishopgoldgroup.com slash Sean. I want to get into the cast. You mentioned a a few of these people. Yeah. John Schneider, Bo Duke of the Dukes of Hazzard, Victoria Jackson, Saturday Night Live. Um, You had Ben Davies, who's a producer for the Michael Knowles show. And you start to look at his IMDb page, like what what he's been in. He's he's actually got some some cred on the acting acting. front. Um, Eric Roberts, Julia Roberts' brother. Um, And and I'm thinking to myself. He's Academy Award nominee. Yeah, Jim Brewer, famous comedian. When you start, how how does, I want to start at the high level first. When you started casting this movie, was it like, hey, I know who I want to play these parts? Or did you say, here are the people that would yeah. would play these parts, meaning we know that we're the seculo family. They're yeah. going to look and they're going to see ACLJ uh, being part of this, Sean Hannity sure. part of it. How did that work in terms of finding people that you thought would fit the part? It, it really was a, a work between me and the, the director to put that together. And I knew John Schneider. I've known him for years. We've been friendly for 20 plus years, probably. So to me, he was the how, first how guy. Does that, I walk me through that just real quick. Cause John's been, he's been yeah. on the show, on my old show. He's been on my podcast. Uh, how, how do you, how does a okay. friendship yeah. evolve so, between Logan Seculo and John Schneider, formerly Bo Duke? John, John Schneider called in to my dad's radio show, legitimately just cold called in probably 1997. And then about five, maybe 10 years later, uh, I was at an event and he was there and we got to talking, swapped contacts, and we've kind of been in constant contact ever since. Now we also share a publicist, which helps. Uh, that sounds very Hollywood, but it's true. Uh, we're Brian, who you know, and yep. we've just been able to have a sort of active, like kind of unofficial working relationship. He'll, he's actually going to be here tomorrow. Uh, we work together often. He, he's done some stuff with my dad's band. Uh, we'll, we'll always kind of be working together. So when I was putting together the cast, John was number one on uh, who I wanted to be in this movie. And then we, uh, I think originally John may have been who we were thinking for the movie star role and John, which is a great character. Uh, but John really wanted to kind of sink his teeth in. I think he wanted, uh, to do more. So we said, well, we have this great character that I really thought he nailed. Uh, and, and John came in and he plays the police chief. Who's also the father of the main character, the, the, the garbage man who gets, uh, you know, the toys. He uh, and Ben Davies, I got connected to through our director and he's here locally because obviously the Daily Wire is here and I watched some of his movies and I'd obviously seen some of them already with Courageous and some of the ones he'd worked on. Terrific actor. Obviously later found out of his his roles, uh, his role at the Daily Wire with Michael Knowles and, and I have to give a shout out to them. They've been very kind and played the trailer and everything. Uh, and then I've worked in the world of professional wrestling. So uh, when I had James Storm and, and Dylan Postle, who are both great characters in it, I knew I had to get some of my wrestlers some love and both of them. I, I love those guys as human beings. So a lot of these were like personal connection friendships. Now, Victoria Jackson and Jim Brewer, I didn't know at all. Uh, and it, we had these funny scenes, these news scenes and uh, Victoria, I, I needed someone to be this sort of raving character and she just nailed it. And she lives right down the road. And no Jim, kidding. Yeah. She lives you know, a couple exits. And did you know May. that? Did you know that she lived in, you guys are in Nashville or just yeah, outside Nashville. I, yeah, did I you know a, that she was there? I did, but I, we just never, our circles had never crossed. Like I knew some mutual, we had mutual friends and I think maybe it was probably through Brian as well that I'm like, do you know Victoria? And we kind of got to talking and then Brewer who has, you know, I grew up in that era of SNL and uh, I loved him. I loved Goat Boy. I loved all of that and his stand up work. 
And then he did, you know, Half-Baked and some of those kind of comedies. He hasn't been in a movie, by the way, by his own decision, because he left Hollywood in 20 plus years. Uh, I got in contact with him through John Rich because he and John had become friends and I'm friends with John and John provided a song that's in the movie. And I said, hey, John, do you know Jim? And within a day we were talking and it really came together all very naturally. And even the other little side characters you'll see, and obviously my whole family makes appearances throughout yep. it. Uh, Sean, like you said, makes appearances. There's little vocal cameos throughout it. It's it's filled with it. And even there's a, there may be even a vocal cameo from Governor Mike Huckabee, so you can stick around. Maybe you can spot him. Uh, that will be that will be up to you. I don't know. A lot of people don't don't, uh, don't catch it, but keep your ears peeled. Maybe you'll hear him. Uh, so a lot of people wanted to play and they wanted to be involved and they wanted to work. And I think there's a lot of groups, specifically with the more conservative ones. And again, I don't want to paint broadly because some of these actors, I don't know their politics. And I frankly don't know if I care. But some of them, uh, like John, clearly Ben, because of the line of work he's in, Victoria and Jim, they've been very outspoken, right. uh, either conservative libertarian voices or at least free speech advocates. And them coming on board, to me, it just made sense. It, it made sense again, because you can watch this movie and go, oh yeah, I like all of these people, even beyond their characters. Uh, sure, some of them I know better than others again, but um, that core group was really, really terrific. And was there anyone that you wanted to get that you couldn't? Oh, you know, uh, there were a couple actors because of the strike that there we couldn't quite work out the deal. Uh, a lot of them, I don't even know if if uh, your audience would even necessarily know, but there was a couple that I could probably, we, we, we were talking pretty heavily. I'm not going to say what characters because obviously people got recast. Right. We were talking to um, Kevin Farley, Chris Farley's brother for a little bit about a character. Uh, and he was really excited, but we just couldn't work out the deal. I'm okay with it. I think it's okay to talk about this. It doesn't bother me. Uh, and then, um, oh man, I have to find him his name. He was like the main villain in Burton, Burton from Blazing Saddles. He's like the main villain in Blazing Saddles. And I just thought that would have been really fun. Uh, Burton Gilliam. I thought that would have been fun to have him involved because I really wish was casting for comedy. I wanted to find people who uh, either had really recognizable television or film chops uh, to play the heavy roles, like a, more like John. John's very funny, but he's he's sort of the the setup to the punch. I thought he was very str- like, Yeah, he 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 nailed the lines, but it was very serious. He's he's got more of a serious. Yes, he's 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 the law, uh, right. and and he plays off his son, who is definitely more of the silly kind of Bill Murray esque kind of character in it, and. We wanted to make sure people saw a, a design or a poster or key art and said immediately, this is a comedy. Uh, right. And who could, and, and to me, having SNL cast members could not have been a better choice. Having uh, someone like, a, a, even John, having some recognizable faces go, okay, I know what I'm getting myself into a little bit. Uh, and again, so far, people have been just really excited about this. And beyond that, uh, beyond just that it's a good movie and I do really believe in it. I, I love this movie and I've seen it probably 150 times uh, is <laughs> it, I've seen it more than I, you know, most people I've been awake longer. I feel like just watching this movie on loop, trying to get it ready, but it's also making an important decision on where you're going to put your dollar. And right. to me, it's a movie that hopefully beyond this movie, we can do more. Cause I believe that there is a hole in Hollywood. I don't even believe in just saying, Hey, we're throwing our hands up. You know, it's like when you did dancing with the stars, I, I loved that because you went in there and said, you know, I, I'm a clearly outspoken conservative voice and I'm going to show up and be in front of all of these families that get around. And guess what? Half of that audience, if not more, probably loves you because of that, because they knew they oh, Hollywood knows who actually the audience is. You're seeing that right. with Disney right now having to say, yeah, we got, a, we got things a little wrong. 
and I think that's true. So I think we can all be yeah, but, but, but hold on, I want to inject right there. I, I don't think they got something. I think they knew what was wrong. These yeah. guys aren't, I mean, they've watched over and over again what people want to see. Sound of Freedom should have sent off alarm bells. Soul, right. Soul Surfer, all these movies do really well. And then they double down on Woke. They've blown the Marvel series. And, yeah. and, and so they, it's not like okay. I, and, and they don't, it's not like they lack to your point about budgets or market research. <laughs> this to them no. is an agenda. This is their agenda. Yeah. And if they wanted good stuff that sold, they know what sells. And so that, that's kind of what I wanted to ask you next that do, are you one of these believers that we need to build up an alternative economy for lack of a better word that says we're going to put out good, wholesome movies that are funny, that are dramatic, whatever, that ACLJ pushes out, that The Daily Wire pushes out, whatever, or do we try to infiltrate Hollywood? I, I think that you can play both of that. I think what, what's really nice- because I think what's really nice about infiltrating Hollywood may be a little bit harder, but you do have a movie, you do have the <laughs> faith movies starting to, to do that. Like our friends, the Irwin brothers, they do like the Jesus revolution. And I think you see those that come out and you go, wow, those are, are beautifully done films with very strong Christian messaging. And that's being funded by Sony or Lionsgate or whoever it is. It's not being funded by, you know, just, you know, Christian churches that are coming together to make a movie. Those are being funded by major studios. And look, I think some people may have a problem with that going, well, why are they doing that? Well, they're doing it because the audience is showing up. Uh, and same thing for, for Sound of Freedom, obviously, is through Angel. What I like with us is also, and with Rumble, is there are no more gatekeepers. The last movies we, we've done, just the red tape alone to get your movie on a major platform yeah. is, is, is painful and very expensive. Uh, you know, that changed in the music industry. If I wanted to release an album and it be on Spotify, I could do that myself for like 15 bucks and it's up there forever and ever. And I get my check from it. It's fine. But for movies, there's still this like, you know, overlords that happen. But then you have a rumble step in and go, yeah, Logan, we've been working with you for a couple of years on your broadcast. And, all that. and they probably work with, with a lot of people. Yeah, we're down. Let's do this. And we're not having to deal with the red tape. So there's part of me that goes, yeah, that's, that's the model. Now we've had other other distributors and other platforms reach out over the last couple of weeks because they've seen the the momentum start happening, uh, and who knows where this movie ends up next year? Who knows what the next project we do ends up? I do think you can you can be involved in that conversation a little bit, uh, but the fact that there are platforms like a Rumble, like the Daily Wire, heck, for a lot of your audience, they could go make a movie on their phone. I, I wouldn't encourage it, but they could do it if they wanted to and put it up for sale tomorrow. Uh, and that's a cool time to be living it. I mean, look at your show. Look at what you've been able to do, even yourself, and 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 whether that's on your TV platforms, whether that's independently on all of your channels, uh, it's really remarkable because we live in a different time and a different age, and we got to embrace that. We got to move forward, and we can do that with telling really unique stories. The, the meeting I had before this was about what we hope to do next. So our goal is not only to make money in these movies and and support the next thing we're doing; it's to continue on this process of of getting in front of the faces that need to hear these messages beyond so when, our when you were in that meeting, what did you say was next? Oh, I can't say that. John. Yeah, you can, this is the, this just us, buddy. I don't know. Just no, it. we got, we got ideas. Look, we're looking ideas. at there. Is that Jay? Is that, is no, it Jordan? Nobody, I'm looking looking just it's just us. Just us. Tell just me us. what's next. It's, <laughs> you know what? We, we haven't landed exactly what's next. I will say this, the ACLJ team and they put out a, a docu, like a sort of, I would say documentary special, uh, that came out today on uh, the Israeli hostages stuff. So we I mean, completely a different vibe, obviously, but our team is always working on the next thing. So they put out a 40 minute special today that came out. Uh, you can find that on ACLJ.org. Uh, but then we are talking about what comes after Jingle Smells. Like, how do we now take an audience that we've built wanting family comedies 
Yeah. What do we do for them next? Do we provide them another family comedy? Do we do something more on target that's more? Because we could have, look, I could have said our first movie is going to be as down the line to your conservative base as possible. Like, let's just narrow it. It's a drama. It's about this, whatever. Instead, we did take a swing. And we took a swing by making a comedy, which is already difficult, a Christmas comedy, double difficult, and then a Christmas comedy aimed specifically at a, a uh, conservative, like you said, sort of anti-woke audience. Uh, it's not like we decided to take the easy road, but I think it's going to pay off in the long run because I think this is the kind of content that people are looking for and want to see. And we can do that right now uh, during this Christmas season. And then who knows what's coming next? But I, I look forward to it. And, and next time, next time I need you to be showing up in this. I know. Well, I asked yeah, if you were going to be watching this. Hey, I'm in. You know, I, 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 and the best part is I don't even have a SAG card, so I can do it regardless oh, of whether there's a strike. Beautiful. That's all yeah. I want. <laughs> so, but, but that's sort of an interesting thing. What proof of concept so important, right? I, I remember I wrote uh, one of the children's books for brave books yep. and, and I've been amazed at the number of people that they've been able to get continue to get because people are drawn to good content. Mm -hmm. And, and this goes to what you were just saying that they realize that there's a void in there, right? I tell everyone my book that I wrote, the parents go bananas. It's, yep. it's not offensive. It doesn't go. It talks about being a good person. It talks yep. about wholesome values, American values, Christian values, things that you can share uh, with with a child and not worry that they're going to be offended. And I think, as I said earlier about the movie, I felt like I can watch it with anybody and, um, you know, they Absolutely. may love it. They may not, but they're not going to be offended. It doesn't hurt anybody. It doesn't go after anyone. It's not mean. If nope. there's no bad words, there's no inappropriate scenes. And I think the question. So are you finding that that? since the release, people are coming to you saying, okay, I want to be part of the next one, or I want to help finance it, or I want to do more. I would say so. I mean, we're, we're only a week after their initial release it came out on Thanksgiving. Um, but what I've seen is certainly from the audience is saying, this is the kind of content we want so many people. And you can go through our social media feeds for the movie and see how many people had watch parties uh, on Thanksgiving night with their families and enjoyed it. I've been very careful about the the decisions we made in terms of content. I think there's, there's room for content that's maybe made more for an adult audience or an audience made for teens and kids. There there's, there's room for that. And I'm not saying that everything will do. It will be, I mean, look, a lot of the topics we handle here at the ACLJ are not, you know, I would say, family friendly. I mean, even the Israeli hostage stuff we're talking about right now, it's not something you want to be playing in front of your you know, five-year-old. But I do think there's important, when you when you market a film the way we've done it, uh, to for, for the audience to be able to trust you. Uh, I was watching a movie that was totally marketed to kids just this weekend uh, with my kids. And there were a few words in there and there was a few right. statements in there that I go, where did this come from? And why was that needed specifically on streaming? I get like back in the nineties, like we got to get a PG or PG 13 rating. because the kids will think we're cool. It's not needed anymore. Uh, especially with streaming when most things are not necessarily even rated by the MPAA. I look at it and go, why is this in there? And it's in there right. to make your kids ask questions. You're probably not ready to have. I turn back and look at, at, at Disney who, again, I think Disney's done some really, uh, I'm, I'm a fan of uh, historically a fan, um, big fan. Like I, uh, the, again, you go back a hundred years. I, I love some of the stuff they're doing, but I look at a movie that they did a couple of years ago that really turned a lot of people off called turning red, which was about like kids going through puberty. I actually think the movie itself 
if if parents were told ahead of time that's what this movie is about, you probably would have had a lot of people really embrace it. So you know what? This is good. It opens up a conversation that I'm not that I'm ready to have with my kids. The problem was they didn't tell anyone that, and then it just showed up out of nowhere. So you're watching a movie you thought was about you know a a, a girl that turns into a panda, uh, and it's cute and funny, and all of a sudden you realize 15 minutes into this movie what the whole purpose was, and they didn't tell people, and parents freaked out over it. Part of when we made this movie, I went, I don't want that. I don't want right. any of, I don't want to, yes, we're going to surprise you with the story and there's going to be fun twists and turns, but I don't want people to sign up for thinking they're getting themselves a family movie. And all of a sudden there's a random words or, or, or that are unnecessary to the story or moments that again, it's not a, Jingle Smells isn't a kid's movie. It's a movie that can be enjoyed by everyone. And, and we hope to do more of that uh, as well as explore other genres. But I do think it's needed. Um, and you know, what I hope is that when you see my name associated with a family movie or the, you know uh, that you can trust it. And, and, well, that, and that's, I think that's, that's what, a, a again, deal. that's, that's what I love. But the thing was, I, I felt like if there was an agenda, it was do the right thing, care for people. You know, I, I even the whole yeah. premise, right. These, these toys were being thrown out and yeah. there's this scene that, you know, I, I again, I, I don't know where okay. you guys draw the line about, you know, what people should know and not know about the movie, it's but, fine. but he, it, it's fine. He, you know, he's, he's talking to, I guess, Santa and, and really Maybe. learning. Yeah. yeah <laughs> who knows? Who, who knows? Who, who knows? knows? Who knows? But, but the thing was, is that the idea was, is that he, he learned that, you know, Hey, I can do some good. I can bring some joy to somebody. And, and it wasn't about, and, and there's this juxtaposition, Hey, these toys are being destroyed. You're not hurting anybody. And, and again, no, there's that's, if that's the big lesson that do the yeah. right thing, be kind to others. Who, I mean, who, what kind of a jerk is offended by yeah, something yeah. like that? And, 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 leaving and that's, for... whereas, whereas Disney though, wants you to get that agenda. It's, it's, I want to jam something down your throat that to your point, they don't tell you ahead of time. It's we're going to inject, uh, inject this progressive woke agenda that your kids are going to see and ask you questions or adopt. Whereas yeah. here, the only thing you have to worry about is being a kind, good person. Yeah, kind of good person, a pathway to redemption for a lot of people. And that's, to me, even, uh, or, or not judging people based on even what they believe. And, and that's something that I think is uh, needed in this kind of movie. I, I think you can walk away, whether you're five years old or, or you know, 80 years old, and probably get that message that you got uh, from the movie. It, it's, it's sweet, it's heartfelt, it's funny, uh, and it does have those messages. The jabs, the little fun pokes that maybe are there towards, cult towards culture, are done in a way that, like I said, I think it's very, it's very silly and it's very satirical. It's not made to hurt anyone's feelings. They, again, the people who are upset about this movie are the people who just see the names associated with it. They're not the people actually renting yeah. and buying the movie. I've had some of my very progressive friends watch this movie and really enjoy it uh, because they can honestly poke fun at themselves too yeah. and see where the absurdity has gone too far. Uh, and that's maybe where we take this journey a little bit with some of these characters. So, so on, on, a part, personal, really on a personal common. level, you, you know, your dad, uh, obviously Jay Sekulow has done some yeah. really amazing legal things. How proud were they of you putting a name? I mean, having it, having your name on a movie that's now premiered. Yeah. I think that they're, they're thrilled. Obviously they were, everyone, the whole family was, was really deeply involved. They said, my dad makes a cameo in probably the most unlikely way. And, and right. a lot of people do, but uh, yeah, I think that this, they understand uh, yeah. that this is that this is an important place when you look at how we operate the ACLJ we are involved in every walk when it terms to getting whether it's reporting news like our broadcast and really giving you sort of our analysis of that whether that's being in Washington DC uh right. whether that is fighting for the law fighting for overseas internationally so many things 
But maybe that missing piece was strictly was entertainment that we were not putting our right. stamp well, on. Well, I, I think you, so you've scratched we've the tried. itch. We've, we've tried. Now, hopefully we're going to continue on. Yeah. Just a reminder, where can you get the movie? Yep. Jinglesmells.movie. Again, we premiered on Rumble, but Jinglesmells.movie will be the place where you'll see the most updated information. So you'll see a big giant. We try to make it easy. Big giant button that says order on Rumble. Click that button. It's pretty simple after that, but jinglesmells.movie. And if you like it, I'm going to ask you to post about it, write a review, uh, because these this is what happens. We have to snowball this to build right. into a, a bigger, bigger movement. And that's the goal. All right. Executive producer, Logan Seculo. Thanks for being with us. I hope you have a great holiday season. Thanks Thank for you. being with us all this week. We've had a great time down here in Alabama. We've done some great stuff uh, wrapping up this debate. And I hope you enjoy uh, this conversation today with Logan. Please continue to subscribe. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Go to YouTube to Rumble. Subscribe. Hit that notification button. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday on the Sean Spicer Show.